And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and welcome to today's show. Lots to do in BC wine country in October, and we will get to that later in the show. Nick Atkins, he's a chef at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asoyos. He'll bring us up to date on the food and wine scene in the South Okanagan. Neely Brimer, manager for the Hooded Maganzer at Penticton Lakeside Resort, talks about the many things to do in the greater Penticton region, as well as some exciting menu items they have planned for the fall. Coming up soon, we speak with one of Spain's legendary winemakers, Telmo Rodriguez. We'll talk about ancient vines and ancestral grapes and how wine really should be made. But up next, Chris Hoffmeister, President Select Wines Canada, joins us to talk about the, how they've weathered the storm and continue to grow in a difficult marketplace. It's BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we are set to go. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature, Liber's terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club to receive delivery of award-winning wines, new releases in spring and fall, early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Liber Farm and Winery looks forward to hosting you in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. Gentle hills and secluded valleys, an ideal climate, and modern vineyard management. These are the foundations used to create Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. Made with the same grapes and care that go into their award-winning regular Rieslings, Einzweiss Zero captures the important natural aromas and remarkable properties of the terroir while still being refreshing, delicious, and absolutely alcohol-free. Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. For details, visit softcrush.ca. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. The Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing and refreshing stay on the Naramata bench. Relax on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the Therapy Vineyards wine shop. Book your room or order Therapy Vineyards award-winning wines and have them delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com. Because everyone needs a little therapy. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from the shores of the Columbia River to the Cowichan Valley. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Well, it was a bit later than average, but we're hearing that some varieties are already being harvested in the Okanagan, and we can expect uh, the harvest now to run through the entire month of October and probably for the late pick reds into November. 
It all depends on the weather in the next few weeks. So far, it's been good, and we're hoping uh, the sun stays out and these grapes ripen the way they normally would, uh, getting that amount of sunshine late in the year. Right now, we're going to take you back to a conversation we had with Chris Hoffmeister back at the Vancouver International Wine Festival in May. Here's our conversation with the president of Select Wines in Canada, Chris Hoffmeister. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks very much, Anthony. Uh, owning an agency, is that a good thing, an easy thing, a hard thing? It got a lot harder. <laughs> got a lot it, harder. It got a lot harder right at the tail end of the pandemic here. So, yeah. Yeah, the supply chain stuff that we're dealing with is um, yeah, u- we he- unique. We hear that. What does it mean? <laughs> it, 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 what it really means is that... Uh, my products feel like they're being pirated on their way out of Europe and South America <laughs> yeah. and all over the place. Like normally it's been, it's always takes quite a while to get product to BC, but, but now it's even takes longer and it costs what? <laughs> a lot more. Yeah. Eight to 10 times more at times. Yeah. Yeah. We had a container from Chile land the other day. It was almost $17,000 to get it to Alberta. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a 24 months ago. It was a $3,000 container. Mm. So it's uh, it's gone up extraordinarily, and um, yeah, and if you don't eat that price, it goes in some you know goes into the price of wine, and then it gets marked through all the government taxes, so it gets really jacked up. Yeah, and, and one thing we don't often talk about is their pricing windows that you're actually allowed to change your price on. So, right. say for instance, you have something list, listed in uh, British Columbia, and your product's in, and you don't want to let down the consumer or your customer, you could mm-hmm. be selling your product at a loss until that pricing window takes effect. Wow. Well, let's talk about something much more interesting. Uh, Select's been around for 40 years. How would you describe your, your agency and what the kind of products that you sell? What, what What's the ethos of it? Well, I think the best way to describe Select, and I just think back to the founder, uh, Pierre Doise and Werner Schoenberger, mm-hmm. uh, we're gritty. We're a very <laughs> gritty company. Um, I think there were times when the company almost met its end, yeah. but we were able to build it back up. And today we're, we're young, we're energized. Uh, we're probably the most youthful-led organization in the country. We're management-owned and operated, which is really important. So my all my senior team across all the markets in Canada own a piece of the business, which is really key as well. So yeah. we make decisions pretty differently than others. And when you sit in the, in your worldwide wine chair and look at wineries and countries and companies, what, who interests you and what who are you representing? That What are the kind of wineries that you like to represent, I guess is my question. I like authenticity. Mm-hmm. I like people. I like places. I mean, that's why we're most of us are in this business yeah. is that it really has everything to do with personalities. And those personalities make their way into a glass and you know, you've got a beautiful glass in front of you. We've been, as an example, we're looking at a, a Ernst Lozen wine here today. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, Ernie's been, he's a real cornerstone producer for us. Um, he's one of the wackiest guys in the Moselle and uh, has been, a, a, you know, the front of his craft for a long, long time. And we're just so excited to be able to propagate his success year in, year out. Yeah, and he actually comes to the market too, which is kind of nice, uh, which is important, I think. Yeah, he does. He's you know he's involved in projects around the world. Down in Washington State, he has his own winery in um, in Oregon, which mm-hmm. we should at some point talk more about. But um, at the end of the day, and he's really evolved his own style. We're an evolving company, and he's evolved his style. He was once upon a time really the the master of the what we all see as a sweet riesling right and today it's all trucking it's all dry it's all gg it's all you know grown yeah. crew 
Riesling. It's all crunchy, fresh, and it is, and, yeah, uh, fun to drink. And and I think finally the, you know, we keep saying that the Riesling revolution will come. It's super slow, but it's moving in that direction. People yeah, are it, buying Riesling I think now. What I'm learning from my friends is that. Uh, they're seeing white wines in a new light, white wines with a lot of dimension, a lot of mm-hmm. excitement. We're seeing huge growth in, you know, uh, non-Pinot Grigio white wines out of Italy, as right. an example. Huge growth. And it's because the flavor profiles and it gives people a lot more to talk about than mm-hmm. maybe a more of a standard palette on certain reds. Our guest is Chris Hoffmeister. He's the president of Select Brands Canada. They're celebrating their 40th anniversary this year of uh, selling wine to Canadians. Uh, what has the effect of the BC wine industry had on, 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 on the consumer and the wines that you sell? Because people go to vineyards now and they, they know a lot more about what they're drinking. Yeah, this this industry, we're so fortunate to have uh, such a high-quality wine region just up the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives a lot of education, drives a real wine culture. We can see that here uh, in, uh, in the marketplace. Um, it also uh, is an opportunity for innovation. We're seeing some innovation come out of the Okanagan Valley. Yeah. Uh, climate change is, is quite a consideration up there, of course, so it's causing other people to think different. Yeah, growing um, organically, regenerative farming, all that sort of thing happening that we used to hear about in Europe, and now it's closer to home. Now it's right home, you know, and we have to think about carbon footprints. We've got to be thinking about all of these various elements. It's yeah. very sensitive. Well, topic I, at this I moment. wouldn't say it's exactly rosé season, although people say every day is a good day for rosé. But you, you had an interesting project with Poplar Grove this summer. How, how did that go? What can you tell us about this project? Well, we really looked at Poplar Grove's sort of the values of Poplar Grove's consumers. These are well-educated uh, consumers. They they understand what fine wine tastes like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also have a real interest in that sessionability. And, you know, so Poplar Grove Pinot Gris, no better examples, being sort of the lead Pinot Gris from the Okanagan. And um, we've been looking as well at where the consumer, where we don't have consumers. And, and I think the wine industry as a whole has not done a very good job of meeting the needs of the millennial consumer and we've noticed in pandemic that the millennial consumer has become the powerhouse group for purchasing power so they're drinking seltzers and spirits and a variety of other things and they've got specific needs around calories and uh sessionability so we we went into a direction of producing a vqa low alcohol low calorie uh rosé and uh we utilized some which sounds pretty scary (coughs) yes it's far from scary. It's it's just delicious. Um, yeah. It's um, uh, we we bought a, a really nice piece of technology from uh, Europe that uh, gently uh, separates some of the alcohol out of the wine, mm. and what you are left with is a, a wine that has the same structure and flavor profile, but doesn't have a uh, well, obviously doesn't have the alcohol as much yeah. there. So you can have. Uh, maybe a little bit more, and uh, under yeah, you can have it at lunch and go back to work, or exactly right. Well, I tasted them side by side because he made his regular rosé, and then this uh, rosé, which you call is it called Nouveau? Rosé Nouveau. Yeah, rosé Nouveau, it, which is eight point five percent alcohol. Or no, it's it's eight uh, percent alcohol and eighty five calories. Okay, that's what it is. Eight percent alcohol, eighty five calories. Wow, I can see everybody's eyes lighting up now. The flavor was fantastic. I, you know, I was expecting, as I say, I always expect something to be disastrous. Beautiful flavor, and just a an unnoticeable lightness on the palate, like yeah. lighter weight. But, you know, with rosé, light color, lighter weight, that it all 
comes together. Yeah, if you're relaxing after a day of work, you're helping the kids with homework or something, having a glass of this doesn't interrupt your routines. Yeah. Um, it's, again, it's it's really full flavor, um, but without some of the uh, ancillary pieces. How, uh, you're 40 years old, how will you make it through the next 40? What, what's the plan? Geez, Tony, I'd rather, I'd love to be 40 years old. <laughs> um, well, the company's 40. The company's 40 years yeah. old. I'm nine years older than that, yeah. so... Um, you know, I think that we've got a very youthful management and leadership style. Yeah. Uh, we're really focused on the next 20 years. Uh, that's key. Um, I'm, um, you know, since the since taking over the business in 17, uh, we've been able to really energize the strategy of the business. Uh, we're really well situated in every market across Canada. We're selling mm. close to a million cases of wine in Quebec, as an example, and have a really large on-premise and direct-to-consumer footprint across the country as yeah. well. And you've made inroads. I mean, I, I, I hope the monopoly would be gone by the time I was leaving the business. They're going to be around forever, I think. But how does that work for you now? That You've got ac- access to a private market in BC. Does that work well to have both the monopoly and the private side? Or? It gives you a lot more levers. It gives you a yeah. lot more opportunities to bring forward brands and help mm-hmm. people grow their business. So. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just smart about segmenting how we do things. Certain wines go into certain channels and certain wines go to other channels. But for me, what's been most exciting since the pandemic is really the emphasis we've put on direct-to-consumer. Rather than let all of our people go during the pandemic, we had them go door-to-door and sell wine. And that's been transformative for us. And if consumers want to find you to buy wines from you, uh, you can't sell wine or you can sell wine? How does it work? Do you connect them with the store? We connect them with the right store and connect them with the product. Right. And uh, they reach out to us for advice on on what they might want to buy. It's sort of like a private banking model. So you check out Select Wines, uh, check out their their online presence to see what they're selling. Exactly right. Chris, great to catch up with you. Likewise. Uh, I, I wish you luck in the next 40. Thank you very You'll much. You'll be around. I think Mr. Dwaz was around until he was 89, yeah, as I recall. Yeah, Pierre had a really good run, and uh, he's still a very close friend. He's a dear, dear gentleman. Yeah. And uh, Well, I, I'll give you 15, Tony. Okay. And we'll talk at 15 years. I'll give you maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. That was Chris Hopmeister. He's the president of Select Wine. There's plenty more to come. Up next, we'll speak with Telmo Rodriguez, winemaker and owner-partner of Compania de Vinos, Telmo Rodriguez. You can listen to the show live weekly in 20 cities across British Columbia, including our new time of 1 p.m. each Saturday on CFAX 1070 Victoria with a replay of the show Sundays at 5 p.m. Hey, thanks for listening. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. It's the most colorful time of the year, and the same goes for wine. At Save On Foods, fall means a shift to deep reds and fuller-bodied whites. Discover more than 1,300 BC VQA wines all in one place. And right now, pick up any four bottles at Save On Foods and get 10% off your purchase because nothing pairs with the cool air quite like a fantastic local vino. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods with 22 locations. Find yours at saveonfoods.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com.
As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summerhill's Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summerhill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summerhill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. From the Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and a shout-out to all 20 cities across the province of the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, uh, including Bounce Radio 91.5 FM in Salmon Arm. Our guest today is Telmo Rodriguez. He's a pioneering Spanish winemaker and terroir hunter and an advocate for growing uh, native grape varieties and uncovering ancient vineyard sites. He's also the founding partner of Compania de Vinos Telmo Rodriguez. Hello, Telmo. Always a pleasure to speak with you. How are you in Spain? Hello, Anthony. Very good, very good. We are in, uh, well, slowly uh, starting the harvest, so... Uh, exciting moment. I think it's uh, it's uh, it's a nice moment for a winemaker. So, yeah, uh, great. Very happy. <laughs> you, uh, I mean, you've been doing it for thirty years, but I think you get charged up every year when it's time to pick the grapes. Well, I think you know we have a we have a long and uh, a long journey. Uh, uh, let's say business or work, and uh, well, thirty years. You know that is not a lot for a. For a good wine, I think they say that we produce a good wine after 100 years. So I need another 70 years to to, uh, to achieve what I started. Yeah. Hey, I, I talked about ancient sites, uh, but but and maybe even abandoned vineyards. What's important to you? Why is it so important to you to have resurrected these sites as you built your company over the last three decades? Well, I think it's an interesting question. You know, we are. Uh, Spain is one of the most complex countries in Europe. You have an idea, only in Galicia we have more biodiversity than, than in the entire France. So we are, a, we, are a, we are a complex, a rich, and I think a very, very exciting country. It's true that in Canada and in British Columbia, you only know sometimes the, the bigger names and the, the more generic wines. But uh, we also understand that in Spain, we have... Amazing places, amazing, and, and, and we are a very old country. You know, we have been making wine for more than 2,000 years. So I think for me it was an amazing challenge to try to recuperate those unknown, very, uh, I think, very historic. And I think, I think those places that they were like sleeping. So uh, for me, yeah. it's been extremely exciting to be traveling for 30 years and discovering those, you know, we have hundreds of nation, native grapes. Uh, amazing places and amazing landscapes. So, well, this has been my challenge. So, uh, I think today 
a new Spain is born with uh, beautiful wines, with very rare wines. And I think this is what is uh, the most exciting thing in Spain today. Yeah, and, and your own wines. We're speaking with Telmo Rodriguez uh, about Spanish wines. And Telmo, you've uncovered a lot of old varieties, and you're growing them, and yet in some ways you say the grape is not as important as the site. What, what do you mean by that, as important as the vineyard? Yeah, but this is something I love to say even more in the States or in Canada. You know, sometimes we talk too much about wine, like using, well, this is 30% of Cabernet, 40% of Merlot, and 20%. I think, you know, for me, the, I love to say that the, the grape is like an antenna. It's like a loudspeaker that speaks about a place. And, uh, you know, I think and the best example you have Burgundy. You know, the Pinot Noir in Volnay has nothing to do with the Pinot Noir in Musigny or a Pinot Noir in Pomar. I, I, I mean that at the end, the grape is the, the kind of loudspeaker to talk about the complexity and the originality of a, of a, of a place. So uh, uh, and I love the idea that we use those grapes in order to, to express better uh, a site. For example, when I did in Remeguri, you know, this white wine that I was using nine different grapes, I think every grape was talking about Remeguri in a different way. And the blend of all this was like, uh, I think was creating an amazing taste and a, an amazing way to show the beauty of this beautiful uh, property. So at the end yeah. it's true that, uh, of course we, we work, we work with grapes, but at the end the grape is, and it's why our ancestors, they were using different uh, grape varietals to talk about different places because every grape was talking about the, the, the original sites in a different way, and I think that was the best expression of the place. So it's yeah. why I love to talk about, you know, for me, never a wine is like a, is like a salad, that you use different ingredients. At the end, you know, the wine is much more complex. Yeah. We have three wines in, in front of us here. I'd love to get your opinion on them because they're sold here in B.C. People can go out and buy these wines. We're going to start with the Lanzaga wine uh, because it's it's such a great story. Tell us a bit about about your your concept of the village and the growers and how this uh, how this wine uh, works into all of that. Yes, my I, I love that you did to the Lanzaga. I think Lanzaga is my challenge to go back to Rioja with a mentality of the 18th century. Uh, Rioja region is all about villages. You know, in Rioja we have more more than 100 villages. That every village we could produce uh, a completely different taste. So yeah. my, my idea, too, was to go to the village of Lanciego, and it's why I call my wine Lanzaga. Lanzaga means Lanciego. Like the burgundy label that you talk about the site, you talk about the village. So mm-hmm. I went there with one idea, was to become a human-sized vineyard, so a, a, a small a human-sized property. So my challenge was to produce very little quantity of wine. I think today we still produce around 27,000 bottles of this wine. And is the, is the the, the 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 very specific taste from very specific village that is in in the in the mountains of the Rioja La Vesa, and and I wanted just to produce you know a wine with a small a bunch of vineyards. So I think this completely to go back to the 18th century with the small growers with the families they were producing wines with a small vineyard, and uh, you know all this changed in the 19th century, becoming much more commercial are more industrial. So this is the challenge to go back to the human size and the, the beautiful idea that the small is beautiful. Yeah. 
And and is it something that really interests the young people in Spain today to 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 work in this way? Well, I think it's true that, uh, as I said, today we are revealing there is a new generation that is looking for recuperating, rediscovering small sites, more focusing in terroir. You know, there is a new generation of young producers that they love good wine and that they have been traveling in the best uh, vineyards in the in the old world. And it's true that I, a new a new wine world is born in Spain that is going mm. to reveal all those. Uh, I believe what, what did happen with the gastronomy. People thought that Spain was paella and was chorizo, you know, very, very, very standard cuisine. And suddenly we did discover that Spain became like a power in, in the way to talk about the different uh, culinary or the, the, the gastronomies in the different, in the different uh, regions, the Basque, yeah. the Catalans. And today, you know, today Spain is a power in gastronomy, I think Spain is going to be exactly. I think that I'm telling you, in the next ten years, is, is Spain is going to reveal, is going to show the beauty of one of the most complex countries of Europe. So I think this, and this is in the hands of young people that they are doing an amazing effort to show in a very radical but in a very beautiful way the, yeah. the the Spanish terroirs, and not at all to talk about you know generic places or generic brands. I think this is. Yeah. Extremely exciting. Well, uh, and I'd love to talk about it all day long, but I have do have con- time constraints. Let's talk about another uh, area that's new, maybe a little bit new to Canadian Sierra de Gredos. This Pagasso wine that you're making is so sensational. What can you tell us about this area and, and what you're doing there? Well, I love too that you did choose Pegaso because, in fact, I told you that today I just arrived from uh, from Pegaso this afternoon. We finished yesterday the harvest, and I'm very proud because I was pioneer. You know, I started this project in the in the late '90s when nobody was making wine there, and I was amazed to find at 1,000 meters one some of the most beautiful Garnacho grapes in those beautiful old bush vines that they were there waiting for somebody. Never a winemaker, never a, a, an engineer came to this area, and, and that's yeah. amazing. I, I had the impression to be like Indiana Jones, you know, in, uh, in Gredos. Gredos is, is absolutely beautiful landscape, and today we are saying that this a new beautiful wine region is, is born in Spain, so it's true that there are some of the most amazing garnachas in the world. So people compare those garnachas with Chateau Gaillard, and, uh, you know, they are difficult to work there. We have very old vines that they produce less than 10 hectoliters per hectare, so they are very steepy and very difficult, very, very difficult to work. But it's true Mm -hmm. that we did, uh, I think we did, uh, a new wine is born in Gredos uh, with this idea of one of the most exciting garnachas. Today, I was tasting the new vintage, and it's very, very original, very pure, so that is a very there is a new way to understand Grenache with a with a very very fluid and very crocant uh, approach to Garnacha, and I think it's magnificent. It's so that Pegaso, we have one particularity is one vein of slate in a world of granite yep. because normally Tierra de Creos we have a lot of granite uh, at soil, but I don't know if we have the Pegaso Granito or Pegaso uh, Pizarra. Which one are you tasting? Uh, I'm tasting the, the Barrancos de Pizarra. Pizarra. Now, this is the, yeah. 
the most beautiful slope in, in, in the village of, uh, of Sebreros. Very, very pure, uh, very pure uh, vineyards with, as I said, very, very intense and complex uh, mm-hmm. aromas of, gran- of, of, of slates in, the, in this in garnacha. I'm, I'm in love, you know. I'm in love, and I'm in love <laughs> to see that where we work, we've been working what? there in one of the most uh, amazing uh, vineyards in the world. I think, and nobody knew. Even you yeah. know, it's one hour drive from Madrid, and when I started yep. working there, no sommelier was 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 even uh, knew it. Yeah, uh, knew it. So I think for me, it's been an amazing, well, tell- amazing adventure. To, Tell me, yeah. I think I'm going to take the day off and finish the rest of this bottle. It's so it's so delicious. So, <laughs> so stop talking about it. I won't get any work done. Uh, and the last wine, which is interesting. Yeah, the last wine I want to talk about because Menthia, M-E-N-C-I-A for our listeners, this grape variety has come back to life across uh, in North America, coming to just from Spain. And this wine, Gabo de Chille, uh, the Tinto. Can you tell us a bit about Menthia and why you're making this wine? Well, another of my key uh, areas that I, you know, I went, you know, it's very funny because I I went to Valdeorras to produce white wine because, you know, in Valdeorras you have very original grapes like uh, Godello, like Freixadura. Yeah. And, you know, we, we love to walk in the vineyards. And for me, my my big inspiration in when I'm going to an area is to walk, to feel, to talk to the old people of the area. You know, Galicia has been a very, very isolated region in Spain, as I was saying before, very, very complex. We are in the inland Galicia, uh, the biggest concentration of Romanic churches of Europe is in that area, of between mm-hmm. Valdeorras and the Ribera Sacra. And it's true that once walking there, I realized that some of the best red wines of Spain could be made in this area because we have Mencia, Merenzao, Sauzon, Caño. So very fast I started producing together with the whites, the red wines. And in fact, some of our most well-known wines there at Caborcas, Palcuera are in, made in this area. Gabalashev was very important because it was like the pioneer, was my, the wine with which I learned how, how complex was this Mencia from Valdeorras from the Seal mm-hmm. area. And for me, it was very important because, you know, that was my, my beginning. You know, it was my entry-level wine. That is a wine that did show me a lot of things. So everything was, everything we were doing there at the end was, was mixed in the Gabado Shield. And I think it's a beautiful wine to start learning how beautiful is mm. the Mencia and all this area from Valdeorras and the Seal yeah. uh, uh, River area. So I think it's a very, very nice wine to start learning and understanding this rare old, you know, the Romans, they were made, making wine there. So it's a, one of the most historic uh, wine regions of Spain. Beautiful, you know, uh, beautiful canyons with uh, amazing uh, terraces. So another very, another very beautiful wine to start learning the, the real Spain and the most, uh, you know, mysterious and the future. I think those wines will reveal how, how, how Spain is going to become a kind of power in original and rare wines. 
Telmo, uh, so great to catch up with you today. Just to talk about these wines and to hear your passion for wine, I think uh, this is what draws all of us into the wine business. Uh, you're one of the best, and thanks for giving us your time in the middle of a harvest. I know how busy that is, but uh, great to catch up with you. Will we see you in Canada soon? Yes, I'm, I'm missing a lot Vancouver. I think we haven't been traveling there for more than three years, and I think you have a lovely country that uh, well and the day you're going to discover the great wines of spain is going to be even better so yeah. i push everybody to discover this beautiful spain because it makes sense so thank you anthony yeah. for your your work you've been i think working for amazing wines for so long so keep keep doing that and yeah i, think I will we will give a lot of pleasure to the canadians so thank you very much for your time too thank you bye-bye you're welcome bye. thanks telmo yeah, uh, that was Telmo Rodriguez. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, when you hear someone talk about wine like that, that's it. Still to come, Neely Brimer. She's the restaurant manager for the Hooded Maganzer at the Penticton Lakeside Resort. And you're listening to BC Food & Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. The flavors of the region come alive at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Enjoy lakeside dining inside or outside on the patio. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to offer up top-notch, seasonal, and locally inspired menus to complement the unmatched views of beautiful Lake Asuyas. For an unforgettable dining experience, 15 Park Bistro is the lakeside place to be. Now open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8. To find out more, visit 15parkbistro.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. From the Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. Summer is behind us, but it's still a great time to visit the greater Penticton area. Fall, always one of the best times to uh, get out into wine country. And joining us now is Neely Brimer. She joins us from the Hooded Merganser, where she's the restaurant manager 
Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the fall. And one of our most favorite places to stay in the central Okanagan because it's so handy uh, by geographically to all the vineyards. Neely, uh, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks, Anthony. It's great to be back. Uh, it's great to hear your voice. Obviously, you survived uh, the summer. How has it been uh, at the Hooded Merganser? How have the guests have the guests been behaving? <laughs> you know what? For the most part, they have been behaving. It's been it's been a patient process for them, and our guests have been pretty amazing in in kind of uh, steering through this whirlwind of post COVID and trying to figure out what the hospitality looks like around it. But for the most part, yes, we we came through it relatively unscathed, and uh, the guests have been great. So we're happy yeah. to have them back in the building. I notice a lot of young people working. How has that worked out? Is that is it, in the end? Has it been nice to have younger people around in the restaurant working? Oh, of course, yeah. It brings a it brings a new energy, you know, kind of a new youthful spirit to the restaurant, and you know, just the, the fact that people are back at work and excited to be making money again and being social. And yeah, we're we're thrilled to have them back. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe you can just give us a quick lay of the land. Of course, the Penticton Lakeside Resort, you're connected to, to that hotel, which you're out on the water, and, and uh, guests uh, have an opportunity to dine there along with everybody else who's visiting uh, the region. But uh, how, would you, how would you characterize the merganser and maybe what people can enjoy or uh, if they ask you know, what's going on at the restaurant? Yeah, for sure. We have a we have a really interesting dynamic here in that yes, we are tied to the resort, but we're also on our little island, um, and we have our own creative space and freedom and independence um, in our in our culinary rights too out here. So it's great. There's always a little bit of a hub and a, and a vibe and a buzz being connected to the resort, but then we also get to have this culinary exploration to you know in, do new things and evolve our menu and invite the locals in to enjoy it and see how we progress. And yeah, it's a great, it's kind of a mix mm. of two wonderful worlds that we get to be part of. Yeah. Speaking of the menu, so it's evolving. Uh, obviously the weather's changing. Uh, what, what can we expect in the fall? Oh, we, we are very excited about what we're doing now. So in the spring, we brought on Bruno Toroso, who is our new chef, who is incredibly talented. Um, probably one of the most talented chefs I've worked with and, Hannah, him and I have worked very closely on kind of what the hood's going to look like in the future and what the evolution of our menu is going to look like and the culinary offerings that go alongside it. So uh, for the fall, we're looking at a whole new concept. We want to bring in some some family share plates. We want to bring in something that's approachable, yet a little bit elevated. We want to bring something that's unique. And, you know, we just kind of want to mess with you on the plate a little bit where you, <laughs> you read something, you get something else on the plate. So, yeah, we're really excited about the dynamics that we have here and where we're going. That's great. Neely Brimer, she's the restaurant manager of the Hooded Merganser. Uh, Neely, also, I mean, you're in wine country. What about that wine list? Is it evolving as well? Oh, absolutely. That was that was always going to be evolving. <laughs> so we, we put over 140 wines on our list um, late in the spring and went over very, very well throughout the summer. And, you know, there's there's its own separate challenges with, with quantities and distribution and all that kind of stuff happening. But for the most part, it went very, very well. And now we're revisiting that again and seeing what exciting new things are out there and new varietals and flavors and blends and everything else that the Okanagan has to offer. And it's constantly yeah. changing and it's constantly exciting. And there's so much new talent in the Valley that, um, yeah, we're, all, we're always looking into it. We're excited about it. It's kind of unique to have a restaurant where you can you can sit outside and actually see the Naramata bench where, and then drink the wine, order the wine. You can see the winery across the water. I always like to do that with guests to sort of connect them to the area. 
but uh, 140 wines, that's impressive. And I think uh, that's one of the things that drives me crazy when I'm in wine country is that I can't get that kind of selection everywhere. So uh, good on you for doing that. Yeah, it's an interesting process because we, we definitely want to be able to provide locals with a little bit of everything. You know, So we have everything yeah. from Kelowna to Caramia to Nirnata to a, a little bit of everything and involving as many varietals and flavors as we can so that there's something for every palate on the menu, as I like to say. Mm. And you have your own farm. That That's very interesting. We do. Yeah, we do. So we are connected with Valley View Farm. Uh, which is down on the south end of town. So it's three acres of planted farmland. And we've really leaned into the farm-to-table concept this year and bringing as many things uh, from the farm as we can. I'm actually about to walk out of this interview and go into a farm planting meeting where we can talk about what we want to plan for next year and just involve them as much as possible in the development of where we're going culinary because it's pretty important to all of us that we have these sustainable products available to the locals and can support that in however we can. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention, because I think it's a fantastic deal, the the Penticton Lakeside Resort, a two-night getaway will get you a $100 gift certificate to the Merganser, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. I, I don't know how people wouldn't want to take advantage of that. Uh, and you have you also, because there, we talked uh, earlier this year to some people about beer, beer has become a big part of Penticton, and uh, you're going to have some festivities as well in October, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been really excited about what the craft beer scene has done in Penticton, and we just kind of wanted to be a part of it. So Beer Week coming up, we have partnered with Cannery Brewing here in Penticton, and Bruno has made a pretty awesome burger, and we're going to do a burger and and beer and, you know, pairing, and we're going to have features and tasters. And, yeah, we just wanted to be part of the scene because it's pretty exciting what's happening um, with that particular element within the community. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I, I want to ask about the farmer's market, uh, traditionally known as the best market in the region. It, it's still going to go for another week or two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty cold these days, but they're still going strong. <laughs> um, I think they usually shut it down the first or second weekend of October, uh, right when people just don't really want to walk in the cold anymore. But you know what? People are still going strong. I was there this past Saturday, and it was still booming. So um, people yeah. are still out there and buying local product, and we're excited to be a part of it. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, last and I guess most important, let's talk about when you're open now and uh, and whether people need resos and how all that's working at this point. Oh, that's a great question. So now that we've kind of come down from the peak of summer, um, our seating capacity is much more friendly than it is in those in those busy summer months. So absolutely, mm-hmm. you don't need a reservation. Come on down, walk in, grab a table. Um, reservations are always there if you need them, of course. And if you're coming down with large parties, we always recommend that you do that. But no, we're we're back open, doors wide open, and we're happy to have anybody that wants to come in. Yeah. And uh, that, which days of the week and hours are you open? So we're seven days a week right now from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. We're working really, really, really hard to get back open for those lunch hours. And, and I'll, I'll keep you, Anthony, posted and the community posted yeah. on when that's going to happen. But it's still very much a goal of ours. Yeah. I really miss breakfast, though. <laughs> Oh, geez, I, I. I love that. I love that <laughs> breakfast out on the deck. Maybe next summer. Oh, that's that's our hope. That's our hope for sure. We we did a breakfast on Iron Man Sunday, and it just kind of made us all as, all of us realize how much we missed it. So yeah. hopefully sooner rather than later. Neely, so great to catch up with you. Really, it is one of my favorite places to uh, stop off when I'm in the valley. And for people planning a fall adventure or even a winter one. Uh, be sure to check out the Hooded Merganser uh, just outside the Penticton Lakeside Resort. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Anthony. We look forward to hosting you again.
Yep. See you soon, Neely Brimer. She's okay. the manager of the Hooded Merganser, uh, one of our favorite stops in the Okanagan at the Penticton Lakeside Resort. Up next, we're going to head out uh, oh, about 60K south of Penticton and catch up with Nick Atkins. He's a chef at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asoyos. This is BC Food & Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at yoursouthokanaganhome.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries. From Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit SouthOkanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. Life in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas that add an unmistakable excellence to your wine tasting experience. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some signature delicious dishes from the menu. Reservations are recommended, but walk-ins are always welcome. To find out more, go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and we're back uh, with a special shout out to Bounce Radio 106.9 FM in Nelson and all other 19 cities across the province. Our guest is Chef Nick Atkins of 15 Park Bistro at the Watermark Beach Resort in Asoyas. Chef, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing fabulous. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, well, we're happy to have you. Have you put your paddleboard away for the year? Or? Yeah, I, I actually didn't <laughs> even get to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> You've been busy. You know, I've just come back from Tofino, and I was in a restaurant where there was one server and the chef, and uh, the sh- the chef was seating people between cooking, and man, it, it was tough, yeah. tough, tough. Uh, yeah. But you survived the summer. Yep, that's why we call us uh, they call they call us magicians. <laughs> magicians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was there a couple times this year in the summer, and I couldn't believe how many people uh, had returned and and how busy everything was down in the South Okanagan. So. I guess in one way it's it's great to get it back uh, also, but you want to keep that standard up at, uh, as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we actually saw um, over 15,000 guests in July wow. alone. 
Uh, wow. That's, uh, that's a record breaker right there. Yeah. For, for Watermark and, and 50 Man, you, you, You're going to have to sleep all winter. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> no sleep. We gotta it's keep not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, a couple things. One, people are asking me, one, about the patio. Well, is it still open, and will it stay open for a while? Yeah, so the patio, we we are fortunate enough to, uh, first of all, live in a Soyuz, so hopefully um, the season uh, is extended with beautiful weather. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it's not, um, our patio is equipped with heaters um, and uh, some some uh, some blinds that, are clear, uh, so we can we can draw those uh, those covers and uh, keep the heat in and and uh, and keep the cold out. Yeah, nice. Uh, our guest is Chef Nick Atkins of 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort. For those who don't know, Chef, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, the changes. 15 Park Bistro was uh, is a new, uh, a relatively new uh, thing for people if they haven't been in the valley lately. Yeah, last year we uh, we renovated the the restaurant. It used to be the restaurant at Watermark, um, and we really brightened up the dining room, um, colored, uh, put put some uh, wallpaper on, um, and and it's really vibrant and and fresh and 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 bright mm. in the room. Um, yeah. And with that uh, came a new menu. New menu. So um, we we uh, have. A lobster bar on there uh, year round. We've um, we did a steak program this year, which uh, which ran really well. So three different cuts of steak with uh, different sauces on them. Um, yep. Yeah, it, it was very popular. That's fantastic. Uh, well, you're in the heart of wine country. Are you a big wine guy, chef? Oh, I love wine. Yep. Yeah. Love, and do you get how, do you it? sort of get involved in it with the I don't know with the som or the restaurant manager? Yeah, Ron is our sommelier, um, and uh, yeah, we 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 open some wine and we we taste it with the food and we pair it and we we comment on it and we we bicker and we we fight <laughs> and we have different opinions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. he he's very knowledgeable, so I I'm learning from him. Uh, I don't know a lot, but uh, I do know a little bit. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but with that steak, that that three cuts of steak, what what BC red wine would you like to have with it? Oh, the the Cassini, uh, the the Cab the Franc Cassini, that we have. The Cassini Cab Franc, nice yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, Cab so, Franc's really coming on, and it is one of those sort of savory reds that works really well with with uh, grilled beef. That's a that's a great. Uh, a great decision by you. Okay, Chef, uh, let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. It's coming up. What can we expect at uh, the Watermark? Yeah, Thanksgiving is coming up. Um, for the past couple of years, we've done, um, due to the pandemic, we did uh, takeaway meals, so heat and eat. Um, and it's 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 back by popular demand. A lot of people are demanding it. Um, a lot of people in Soyuz are of the older age, um, yep. And, you know, I, I don't know if they have to cater to the entire family. So they're looking for uh, smaller dinners that they can, um, uh, for for convenience. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're offering. Uh, traditional Thanksgiving dinner is turkey with gravy and stuffing and Brussels sprouts yep. and, the, and the works. And, and that's, uh, that's kind of what we bring um, with a little twist to 
to all of those components, you know. So maybe the mashed potatoes won't be mashed potatoes. It'll be a crispy mashed potato um, nice. that comes to you. Or uh, the, the turkey will be uh, sous vide and roasted and stuffed with, um, you know, figs and, and cranberry uh, force meat or something like that, mm. right? So um, the details will be out uh, very soon. Uh, we will definitely do a, a takeaway heat and eat uh, program, um, but we'll also be open for dine-in. Um, and hopefully the weather uh, cooperates and we're, we're able to keep that patio open. Yeah, to get some extra seats. That would be mm-hmm. good. Uh, <clears throat> well, just on a sidebar, uh, do you find it hard to cook a turkey, Chef? Like, I know chefs don't normally cook whole turkeys, but is there any secret to that uh, that you could share with us? Yeah, I, you know, there's, um, I've moved towards more of deboning the turkey, or at least deboning the legs off a of turkey. You know, the legs and the breasts cook at different uh, times, and they need to be uh, um, almost removed separately. Right. Um, yeah. So what we do is is we remove the legs, and and we'll we'll slow cook those uh, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of connective tissue in the legs, um, a lot of those tendons, um, and if we we cook it slow and low, almost like confit, then we can pull those out, um, and the meat just shreds and melts in your mouth. <laughs> um, where if we were to keep it on the the bird as one, the, yep. the white meat would all be dry when the dark meat is perfect. So yeah. um, we separate them. We do the dark meat one way, and then the the breasts and the white meat uh, separately. And and uh, way to go! Well, you had me well. at turkey, but when you said confit, then now I'm really I'm looking forward to uh, October and Thanksgiving. Yeah. That sounds great. Hey, Chef, what about uh, the hours now? Are they changing? or how, When is the restaurant open, and do people still need resos? How is that all working? Yeah, we, we recommend reservations. Um, we have slowed down since, uh, since Labor Day a little bit. Uh, we're not, mm-hmm. not uh, three-day uh, wait list kind of uh, right. um, uh, booked. But, um, yeah, I would, I would recommend reservations. Um, our hours are not changing. We are... Okay. Uh, still from 4 to 10, um, Wednesday to Monday. We're just okay. closed on Tuesdays currently. All right. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're going to try and, uh, you know, in the new year bring back breakfast. And, and you know, that's all. Sure. That all depends if, if we get the staff. So yeah. that's really just one of our issues. And uh, takeout was a big deal in pandemic. Will you carry on with that now at the hotel? Yeah, takeout, we will uh, continue. Uh, it's not going anywhere. It's uh, mm. high demand for that, and uh, we we give the people what they want. <laughs> Chef uh, Nick Atkins has been our guest. He's at 15 Park Bistro at the Watermark Beach Resort, one of the places that we call our home away from home when we're traveling in wine country. Chef, I hope you get a break over the winter. Will you, like, go to Hawaii, or do you go skiing, or do you just sit there, stay there, and cook for uh, people all, all winter long? <laughs> Um, I'm hoping that we can, uh, I can take my family to uh, Mexico somewhere, somewhere warm, okay. where someone can cook for me, and I can lay on the beach drinking a <laughs> uh, pina colada or something. Yeah, I, I like the sound of that. Maybe I'll see you down there in Mexico. Perfect. Thanks good. so much, uh, Nick.
great to catch up with you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. Chef Nick Atkins, uh, he's at 15 Park Bistro at the Watermark Beach Resort in Soyuz. That's it for this week's show, folks. Next week, it's our Thanksgiving show, and we're going to come to you uh, from the new Savon Food Store on location in Sunwood Square in Coquitlam. Special thanks to our technical producer here in Vancouver, Dwayne Bishop, and uh, for all of us at the show, I'm Anthony Gismondi. Have a great weekend, and have a great glass of wine. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 